It's time for the Growth Strategies Cafe podcast designed specifically for female online business owners. I'm your host, Teresa Cleveland, and I believe we can all make a difference and that having a successful online business is one of the best ways to do that. Let's be real though, growing an online business isn't always easy, it definitely doesn't look sexy all the time, and it's one of the most fulfilling endeavors you can take on. There are no secrets to building a successful business, there's just the stuff you don't know yet, and we'll be talking about it all here in the cafe. Whether you're on your way to six figures or beyond, you are in the right place. So grab your favorite beverage and pull up a chair. Let's get to it. Hey, it's Teresa Cleveland here. Today we're talking about pricing. We're going to talk all kinds of mindset around pricing too. And I've got the incredible Mindy Hebner with us. Thank you. And you know, so much with pricing, I see so much going on with pricing and people on both sides the service provider and their thoughts about pricing and the market and their thoughts about pricing. And for me, I think about sustainability. You know, I shared last week, that's my word of the year this year. And with sustainability, it just comes back to me over and over again that you cannot build a sustainable business at $10 an hour. Correct. And on the flip side of that, though, you have people teaching without any idea what somebody else's value is, or are they producing crap products or whatever, double your price, triple your price, you should be charging at least, right? And that's how I think in the online world, people, service providers, especially, that's why we sometimes are in these situations where there's just a bad feel about it because somebody got stiff by somebody because somebody told that person double triple your price you charging 50 60 dollars an hour which is fine but they're not showing up in working 60 dollar hour value Mm -hmm. so i think you know i'm not a fan of hey this is what you should be charging but i think that we definitely need to look at what we're doing and the value that it brings the market, there's so many different layers here. And so Mindy, let's start with, this is when you see it, I see it. People will come into a group and say, does anybody know an affordable graphic designer? Does anybody know an affordable wedding photographer? Yeah. An affordable virtual assistant. So let's Go ahead and share your thoughts on that because... Yeah. Well, my first thought is just because I'm not in your budget doesn't make me affordable, right? Like affordable key, you know, is like code for cheap. Yes. (laughs) Right? Uh, Very inexpensive. So I want a quality product, but I don't want to pay for it. I want quality coaching quality mentoring, but I don't really want to pay for it kind of a thing. That's a whole mindset thing in itself, right? I want affordable. And as we talked about, like, what are you saying is affordable? Like, I can afford a $200 dinner. Absolutely, right? I can afford that. There's $200 in my bank account. I can spend it on a dinner. And what's the value that I'm going to get from that dinner? Like, what am I looking at the return on investment? I mean, affordable doesn't mean cheap. It, it means, is it in my realm of, do I want this? 
is what I think about when I think affordable. But when someone comes into a group and says affordable, they really mean cheap. They really mean they don't want to pay for something in my experience. Have you experienced that? I have. Absolutely. And, you know, when you're talking about this $200 dinner, I've got $200, but I'm not going to McDonald's to spend my, I, that would never cross my mind unless I was feeding like a couple of baseball teams. Right? <laughs> so the value, and, and this is what's really important for us to understand is we're pricing our programs. We're going to get into some of that, our programs, our services, whatever it is that you're selling is your value. What value do you bring? So when we do say, can I, you know, find something affordable? I think that is, I want it cheap. Mm -hmm. I want, uh, I've decided. Under market value. Yes. I want to pay under. Yes. Is what I hear when I hear affordable. Right. And when we're saying that, because it's about us when we say that, right? It's not about the product. It's not about the service. It's about us. And I think what we're saying is, I don't value this enough to pay market value. Exactly. So I want service providers, everybody who is selling something to understand when people are saying that, that doesn't mean you should lower your price. It doesn't mean you're not actually affordable, like an actual version of affordable, right? Giving the value, like, yes, absolutely. I'll pay that twice over for you because of the value that you're giving. Yeah, it's about them. Like not getting caught up in their story. About exactly. About don't value. And then when we're saying that, and I want to have this disclaimer, at the end of the day, your bank account does not lie, right? So there are times that we cannot, in that moment, we don't have the money to pay market value. So just remind ourselves that doesn't mean that that product or service is not affordable. It means that at this moment, I cannot afford it. I don't have the money for it. Mindy, when I started working with you and we talked about your prices and your price structure and all that you were doing, I was straight up. I said, you know what? I totally see the value. I know it's worth that. I don't have it right now. I'll be back. Yes. And about a month and a half later, because now I knew how much it was. Mm -hmm. I went out and made the money. Here I am. I'm ready. So again, both on the market side and on the consumer side, just stop to think about that. Ask yourself why I think that's unaffordable. Interestingly enough, I looked up affordable and Oxford Dictionary. This is so funny because no one knows what affordable means really when they're using the word. It doesn't even mean the same thing. Affordable, according to the Oxford Dictionary, is inexpensive, semicolon, reasonably priced. <laughs> So, so based on whose reason and inexpensive compared to what? Like affordable is just some BS word. <laughs> right. The, and we get tied up in it. And, you know, it's even you look at the market like with cars, right? You've got this one is this price and then this. And, you know, and then you got my mom over here with her Cadillac, which she says to my daughter last week, we were going somewhere and Kiana drove and she said, Kiana, how does it feel to drive a Cadillac? You know, and Kiana's like, feels like a car. I was going to say, it feels like a car. <laughs> you know, it, it's a smooth ride. It's a nice car. I'm not saying that, but, you know, it's it's getting us where we're going. And ever there's a whole other story behind that. No, but I it, love that. You're Because you're right on. I'm like, I'm picking up what you're laying down. So for some people, a Cadillac is affordable. 
because of what they get from the Cadillac. It is the features and the benefits are important to them. And, and Cadillac, they, Cadillac has communicated that. Very well. <laughs> very, very, very well, right? For other people like me and Kiana, like I, I don't care. Do I like a nice car? Sure. It can be nice and cost a lot less than that, right? I just right. wanted to get me from A to B. I want the heat to work and the air conditioning. And, you know, like I take good care. I have a Mazda and I love it, right? Right. <laughs> and it suits me. That's what Kiana's got is a Mazda. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are again with affordability, right? When we're talking about communicating the value of our product, we are absolutely affordable to the person who says, that is the transformation that I want. I want those features. I want those benefits. And I am going to figure out how to create the money so that I can afford this. I can pay for it. Yes? Yes. And here's the thing too. Like, I just see it all the time. If I have $5 and I go to the store and I see that the mandarin oranges are $4.99, I'm like, when the hell did that happen? You know? And it's like, but if in that moment, what, that's the thing that I'm craving and that's the thing, you know, and there's some and I can give it to everybody and that value is there at $4.99. Whereas, you know, another day it's like, there's no way I'm not paying that, right. you know, but I'll go over here and I'll spend $12.99 on a roast, right? It's the value and our value, what we value is just that the transformation this meal is going to be with the roast is going to be a family meal. We're going to gather around the experience. Like you just know what you're getting in that experience and what that value is to you. Whereas somebody who maybe doesn't have that family circle that can come together like that, that doesn't even cross their mind. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to get a bag of popcorn and I'm going on my way by myself. Right. You know, just affordable is an individual thing. Yeah. And the affordability is not, I mean, again, the price, there have been times where I really wanted something. I did not have the money, but I saw the value, right? Again, working with you, I knew just from talking with you and having met you and our networking and all of that, it resonated what you did. Like you just in conversation, I felt a transformation. And I'm like, holy shit, if this is what just having a conversation with this chick is like, I can't imagine like really honing in on my stuff, which was, I still feel like I should have paid you three times as much as I did. Because I've gotten more than what I invested in. Well, thank you. Back. I love it when, when clients say that. A current client is like, I don't pay you nearly enough. I said, don't worry, I raised my prices. <laughs> So next time when next your contract time. comes up, you'll be paying me enough. There you go. <laughs> See, and that's a beautiful thing. Yes. Right? And as the service provider, we have to also say, okay, what does it cost for me to bring this to market? Yes. Yes. And so when we start talking about that, when I talk to people about pricing their products, their courses, their services, inevitably I hear, well, you know, Susie's charging such and such, right? Here's my thing about that. How the hell do you know whether Susie's done her research, right? Why are you depending on somebody else to tell you what your price should be? You look at your education, 
You look at the years you put into working. You look at the systems that it takes to bring that to market, all the automation and all the things that happen from the time that you actually put it out there, the time that you're actually spending with that client, the time that you're researching for that client, like there are so many different things in there. So I encourage everyone to sit down and figure out, don't go an arbitrary number. Don't take Susie's number. Don't double or trouble your price. Like really figure out what it is. And then what do you want your profit margin to be? Because there has to be a profit margin. I want it to look thus and so. I want that whole experience to be this way. In my package that I used to sell, I included graphics. And I had a graphic artist. And one day, and I don't know, I, I just, I was busy and I didn't stop and look at everything. And so I did not change the price of my package. And let's just say to make it all easy math that the package was basically $50 an hour. As we're sitting there doing this thing and I'm figuring out running some numbers and everything else, I'm paying my graphic artist $65 an hour. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm losing money. I don't even have a profit margin. I'm not even breaking even, right? Because I just, I was thinking about the experience that I wanted the client to have. And I had so many clients that just struggled with graphics and all of that. So I said, fine, let's just put it all together. And guess what? You know, I was losing money. I was helping to pay for the graphic artist. So that's, it's so important. It's so important. You know, what do you want your profit margin to be? How much do you need to make? You know, this is something else. When I talk with clients, I'm like, well, so how much do you need? Like, you know, when we talk good, better, best, how much do you need to make? And right off the top of their head, they'll give me a number. And I'm like, and does that include your business? No, that's just my bills. So you're already in the hole, right? But I think there's also many, and I want you to speak to this because I think also there's that mindset in there that we're protecting ourselves from knowing that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want to, I just want to backtrack just one second because as you were talking about like profit margin and like knowing what it costs to bring it to market, my youngest is a cosmetologist and it made me think of this. In that industry, you're paying for the years behind the chair. You're paying for the education. You're not paying for the 20 minutes that you sit in the chair. So she's quick at a haircut. She pulls her shears out. It's going to be a hundred bucks, right? Like you're not paying for the time in the chair. Do you know what I'm saying? You're right. paying for everything that brought that together that you're experiencing and it will be an experience and you will love it kind of a thing. And this is how much it is. This is the investment. And what's happened is all the things you talked about, like what does it cost to bring it to market? Kind of really thinking about that. Not what well, the other thing that we tend to do is, well, if I'm going to charge that much, then I should add more sessions and I should give them more time. And we want to do that as well too. Thinking that is going to make the experience or the package more valuable when we get to show up in our expertise, whether it's a 20 minute session or a three hour set, right? Like it doesn't, the longer, more isn't always better. Like how are you showing up? And here's where we then go into mindset and we protect ourselves from looking at, even looking at it because numbers are scary. The really interesting thing is, right, we're protecting ourselves from looking at the numbers and yet tax time is going to come around. 
<laughs> like we're going to have to rip off the band-aid at some point. I would rather rip it off sooner than later and just handle it. Like get in the cold shower now so that you actually then create a cushion for yourself mentally, physically, financially. You look at it now, you can adjust. This is where the steps for success come in. Know what you want, take action, check the data, right? So you know that you want to create this great customer experience and you know you want to charge $4.97 because Susie's charging $4.97. Then you take action and you offer this and you get a client at $4.97 and then you check the data and you find out that you're paying your graphic designer more money than you're charging. This is why checking the data sooner rather than later sets you up for success. And here's the thing about budgets and money and Numbers are just facts. Right. Like we get so emotionally tied to them and I have been there. We put so much emotion into them. They're just a fact. We have money or we don't. We can make more. They print it every day, right? Like where do I get to go from here? We get real stuck in there's none. And then we tell the story that there will never be any. Well, what got us here? What could we do differently? Let's check the data. Well, we could price a little differently <laughs> to be sustainable. And then the thought comes up, here's where your mindset comes in. Oh, they're not going to pay that much because why? Here's what I know. $65 an hour for a graphic artist is crazy, right? That's very inexpensive to me. And quality, right? Quality. Exactly. Exactly. But my clients, it's not just the $65 because for them, they don't have to go find one. I've solved that problem for them. That's worth something. You know, just the peace of mind, like, oh my gosh, you do that for me. Thank you. You include that. That's awesome. But as the service provider, then what happens is, oh, I could never charge that. What will people think? They're going to think I'm just full of myself. Who am I to charge this? Right. And we go down that rabbit hole. And so for a few more months, you are still going to charge $4.97. Yes. Yes, I did. And, you know, even not knowing that because the mindset, the fear was there that's like, no, they'll leave if I tell them, you know, this. But if I were to say to them, and obviously if I'm paying her $65, you know, I'm going to charge the percentage higher because I've now found that for you, saved you that time, all of that. So if I say to my client, you know, listen, I've got a great solution. I brought on a graphic designer. And this is only going to change the price at $100 more a month. Oh my God, $100? Seriously? Go for it. Yeah. Right? But in the fear that they're going to leave me, and I feel like it is, who am I to charge that? And it's all the fear. What do we do in that situation to help talk ourselves through that so that we can actually say, hey, guess what? I've got a solution and it's only $100 more. In my experience, the fear comes in, who am I, that of the fear of judgment. Lots of times it boils down to our own self-worth. Like if we were in a session together, right, I would say, what's the belief? And we would really bust the belief of, I'm not worthy of being paid X number of dollars. And then we tell a story because, and we find out that, in sixth grade, someone said or did something, and the meaning we gave arbitrarily was 
oh, well, it's, I could only ever like charge this much for something. I'm only ever worth this much for something. And so that's a really long answer to when did you decide that people wouldn't pay you to show up in your zone of genius? When did you decide that you're not worth not only the value, but then also you're providing a life for yourself? The person that you're serving, you're getting them there faster. You're solving a problem. They want to pay you to solve a problem. If they decide you're not affordable, they're not your person anymore. You get new people who know your value. It is very difficult to articulate your value if you don't believe it. And so asking yourself the question, when did I decide that I'm not worth this? When did I decide who am I to do this? Who am I not to do this? I'm really good at this. Like I I know what I'm doing. Start really asking yourself those questions. And if I stay on this path, where am I going to end up? Is this why I went into business? Most of us go into business to make an impact, especially female entrepreneurs. Like we go into business to serve. Like this is part of most of us. We also go in for time, freedom, and money freedom. This is why we go into business. If your packages are costing you money, <laughs> you're not serving anyone. That's not service. Because then, because soon you're going to be in the space of resentment. Resentment. I couldn't think of the word. Thank you. Resentment in your work. You're not going to want to show up for work. You're going to be grumpy about your work. And you're then it's the client. Well, this client. No, it's us. We get to ask the questions to ourselves. When did I decide that I'm not worth $6.97 for this package just because Susie's is $4.97? And then check the data, right? Like we always get to check the data. It has nothing to do with Susie, but we'll put it off on Susie, yeah. right? Yes. And here's the other thing. When you are charging under market value or whatever it is you need to make, right? I seriously want you, you're listening, and I want you to ask yourself, what does lowballing really do for me? How does that serve me? Right. So, okay, you undercut everybody on the prices and now you got seven clients, right? You're staying up late, missing out on life, doing all these things. And this is, is where sustainability comes into. Like you cannot continue to live like this long term. And what kind of service are you offering? You know, how much are you showing up when I'm, you know, talking with this client and I know that I've got six more to go. I'm more now looking at my time. And again, you know, the resentment's there like, oh my God, I got to get this done. I'm going to miss out, you know, on dinner with my friend because no, I can't go. I have to be here working and I work all the time. And if you're listening and you've been in this industry, you felt some type of way about these things as you've learned to grow your business. And we don't have to be there, you know, and sometimes it's a tough thing to say that we choose to be there, right? Yes. We block our own success. Uh, Our brain deletes, distorts, and generalizes based on what we believe. And so we get to, I, I just have this vision of like literally taking a belief out of your brain, like pulling it out and looking at it and stepping back and saying, if someone else told me this belief, what would I say to them? Like, is this is what I believe? And what made me decide this? Not why, 
why is a really great question until it isn't. So I'm just going to encourage you to say what. What makes me believe this? When did I decide this? And how is it serving me? Is it moving me forward? Am I having the things in my business that I said I wanted? Time freedom, money freedom. Do I feel like I'm in my zone of genius? Do I feel like a badass? Yeah. Do I feel like a badass? Do I, am I serving in the way? And lowballing got me seven clients who are not ideal clients. They want me to work Saturdays inevitably, right? They want me to work Saturdays. They send something over. Can you get this back to me in an hour and a half? Like the value that has been communicated is that you're going to do whatever because desperation comes across. Like I will do anything to keep your business, right? Yes. I feel like there's a difference between under promise and over deliver. We want our customers to have an amazing experience, right? Right. And then having no boundaries, like big difference between creating a container of over deliverability as the norm for you, right? Like you put the bar here, you know, and then you know that really the service that you're going to provide is, is over that bar under promise over deliver. And you know, in your own way, you're creating the boundary, the container for your sanity, for your profitability, for your sustainability, as well as the boundary for them to understand this is what comes with it. Right. And it doesn't mean to your detriment. No, absolutely not. So there's two things that I'm so glad we, we got here. One, I have coached many a client Boundaries equal love (laughs) for yourself and others, period. Like boundaries equal love, no matter what situation that we're in for you first, because your mental and physical and financial health are vital and for the other person. It also shows other people, especially so if we're talking about personal, it shows other people they get to set boundaries too, right? Like we're all entitled to set boundaries. The other piece of that, like the do everything, work late at night, blah, 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 people pleasing, people pleasing stems from us wanting to influence someone else's opinion of us. And so if it is to our detriment, no good. This will also come into play. All of this is, is like, I coach a lot of mompreneurs and this is really coming into play right now, especially Christmas time and, you know, all the things like we're recording this at Christmas time. I know it's going to be later than that when you hear it, but you know, the holiday time, there's all the things that moms do, right? You know, and there's all the mom guilt. I also find selfish coming in there. So when we say, who am I to charge this? Are you being selfish in a way that serves you? Then yay to I am the badass who put this package together and I'm solving the thousand dollar problem. I'm not solving the 197 problem. I'm solving the thousand dollar problem and therefore I am charging what the value is, right? Like the selfish piece when that comes in, most of the time when someone says you're being selfish, what are they really saying? I want you to make me first. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Right? So here's your permission to set boundaries because boundaries equal love to stop people pleasing because that's just you trying to convince someone how amazing you are and you don't need to convince anyone. You already are. And selfishness is a beautiful thing when you are talking about prioritizing your mental, physical, spiritual, financial well-being, period. 
Like this is where you get permission to be selfish, not to be confused with narcissist and all those other things, right? Like selfish that everybody, the buzzword that people want to say, but really it's, I'm making myself a priority because if I don't prioritize myself and I don't prioritize the income that I'm bringing in, pretty soon I won't have a business, will I? Right. And the gas bill is going to, the gas bill is going to come due. Yep. Right. And, you know, as you're talking, I hear that, you know, the validation, we're looking for other people to validate us rather than, again, validate ourselves by knowing the value that we bring and all of that. Quick disclaimer, I don't believe you need Mindy's permission. I don't believe anybody needs anybody's permission. Agreed. Agreed. And I know you do too, but this is something I've been hearing a lot used in a way that, you know, there's just so much bullshit out there yeah, in marketing. No, no you don't. I know you don't mean it that way. I did not. <laughs> but, you know, give yourself permission. You're the only one that can. Yeah. So we're just here to remind you to give yourself that permission. Yes. So, Thank you. yes. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> so when we're looking at this, and I love boundaries, it's taken me years. I'm 61, you know, and it wasn't this year that I started setting them, but it wasn't that long ago especially because I love what I do. And you know, you do you want people to think, Oh, my gosh, she gives this great service and all, you know, but you do then they guess what they then expect it. right? And well, then they expect you, it and we've both and we we've taught created them. it. Yes, yes, yes. taught still, them to expect it. I still can struggle with boundaries when I'm on a coaching call. And I'll be like, Oh, it's just five minutes. And I'll say no. No, like, I'm going to pause you. That's what I'll say to a client. I'm going to pause you. That's our time. Here's the homework, right? It's a realization for ourselves, though, too. We've created a space where there's not a boundary, and it's okay to set the boundary. Like, it's just being self-aware. Like, oh, hmm, it'd be good from now on to have a boundary here. Exactly. And I love that you do it that way, because it also teaches the person on the other side that, oh, okay. I have enough information here. I'm going to do this thing now. And if it's important, I can write that down. And we can talk about it next time because we can only handle so many things, right? So it's teaching us to value ourselves as well. And when I look at this, our time is also something to, you know, there, you only have so much of it. Yeah. So looking at that and knowing, let's say that you can only work 20 hours a week and then you're talking with someone and you do give them extra time, or even if you're the one that decides that, right? Something that I had to start doing was I had to say like, oh, is this something that I could give? Because I only work with five, six clients at a time. Is this something that I could do for all my clients, right? Should I include it in the package? Because if I can include it within my, the time that I have to work, then I want to give it to all my clients. Right. And it may look a little different, obviously, because I don't do cookie cutter shit. But, you know, that's the thing. You have to know how much time you have. And is it feasible? Are you able to do this across the board, which makes things so much easier for you? And then that, like I said, that client's going to expect it. Every time, you know, you get and I've, I've worked with some who, you know, came in the door like that and we didn't work together long, right? Exactly, because it's right? like, exactly. I, it's like they, they showed up to teach me <laughs> right? what I needed to know about that. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, when we talk about all of this, there's so much of it that is mindset that 
we don't stop to think about what if it looked different, right? Because we're so tied into the story and something you do, Mindy, that I love is somebody will say something or I'll say something and you'll say, and what if it looked like this, right? And which helps us expand our mind, which when we're in fear, we're not. We're sitting there and we're, it's almost like you can feel the pressure, you know, coming in at you. Like, I can't do that. There's no way, you know, I break out into a hot sweat and, you know, the whole thing. But when you or I or whoever says to themselves or to another person, what if it could look like this? And then there's that expansion. Yes. So I think everybody should come work with you because you are, it's blown my mind the way that it has transformed my life. So grateful. But I, you know, if you want to talk with Mindy about this, there were things that I heard. There were things that I've listened to. There have been great teachers. And I knew that I was at a point where I needed it to be all about me. (laughs) I didn't want a group program. I needed it to be about me. And I knew that, and I search a lot within myself. So I knew though, that if I could have changed what was going on with me, I would have by then. So it's like, I need someone as experienced as you are and who is, you just get people. I needed somebody to come in and say, like, ask me the questions. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, I said that to you, like, if I could change it, I, I would have, I don't know. I love that you just said, I don't know, because when you were saying, what if, like, what if it looked like this? What if it looked different? What if it didn't feel this way? What if it felt another way, right? One of my favorite questions to ask when someone says, I don't know, what if you did? Mm -hmm. Because there's an answer. You have all the answers in you. Yes, you came to me. And my gift is, is, is pulling the unconscious to the conscious and showing you it. You do have the answers and it is the right question at the right time that lets you go, holy shit, I know the answer. Like I am a badass. It is within me. I do know. It's and like, I love of that course, question. of course. And you know, I, we've talked before, so you guys can go back and listen to other episodes that of course energy, but that's yeah. just it. When somebody else can help you expand that and it's like, well, of course I could do that. Why didn't I think about that? Why? Mm-hmm. Because I was so busy telling myself and limiting myself. Yes. So when it comes to pricing this year, I want us all to build sustainable businesses. I want us to be able to not charge what we're worth because we could never. Nope. You're <laughs> never. priceless, baby. You're we priceless. are priceless. So it's not what we're worth as who we are. But within what you're bringing to market, I want you to be able to make money. I want you to be able to make money that allows you to grow and stay because there are people who out there who need you that can hear what they need to hear from you the way that only you can say it. We could stand side by side and say the same things. And there are people who would hear it from one and not the other. It's just the way it is. So if we truly want to have a business and serve and do all of that, we have to sit down and look at our pricing. We have to say, is this sustainable? Can I work a whole year? Can I work a quarter? How long until the gas bills do? <laughs> right? right. So right. looking at that, and as those voices come up, take note of them. Talk back. 
talk with Mindy. <laughs> so, you know, I'll put Mindy, as always, I'll put all of your information in the show notes. And there's so much more. We've just touched like the tip of this. But- I know my mind is like, oh my gosh, I got to come back because I already <laughs> have like part two of this like spinning in my head about money just about money, the evils of, oh, money's bad, money, like, well, yes, please, please, can we do another? Well, you know, we're doing this, you'll be here once a quarter this year, so I cannot wait (laughs) to have you here and talk about these things. So, you know, what I want you to walk away with today is, even if you think your pricing's right, take a minute, look at it, figure out what your profit margin is, know how much you need to make to run your business and your life, (laughs) and then how much profit do you need to make? You know, have a cushion in there because, you know, the tire, you're going to need the tires. This is not, things are going to happen. You might want to take a trip, whatever it is, build all that in there and then look at your pricing through that, not through who are you because you are you and that's who you are to charge this. You are the expert that you are. And that's another thing that we'll say, oh, expert, no, not me. Another episode. Right. (laughs) So, but you are you and you're doing the thing and you're showing up. So look at your pricing, figure out what you need to be making. And are those prices going to be able to get you there? Are you at least with your pricing? Don't worry about Susie. You know, who knows? She might be living, you know, in a shack over on the hill. We don't know. Or have a sugar day. (laughs) What do you need? And are you making money at this? Is it sustainable? So much we could talk about. If you want to talk about pricing your products, reach out, come over to the Facebook group. Uh, it's where you'll find me. And it's the Growth Strategies Cafe on Facebook. And if you just go to Growth Strategies Cafe forward slash Facebook, we'll get you there. And Mindy, are you on, where are you hanging out these days? I'm on Facebook, but I love Instagram and LinkedIn. So you can find me at, at Mindy Hebner at both of those Hebner H U E uh, Mindy Hebner, and um, yeah, I, those are those are my fave places. Okay, I'm on Facebook, but those are my fave places. All right, H U E B N E R. Reach out. We're happy to help. You know, even if you just take what you've heard here today, ask yourself when those voices come up. When you know you're telling yourselves the story, ask yourself, who am I? you know, and is there a different way that has been, I've got this story that I want to share soon, but it's about the possibilities when we can see the possibilities. Mm. And sometimes all it takes is changing your perspective. Yes. Well, once again, thank you, Mindy. And if anybody needs any help, you want to chat, jump over to Facebook group. I'll be there. Mindy's everywhere but I'm in uh, the group tag me in there yes she's in actually our group that's right if you tag me I'll know so I would absolutely do that all right happy 2022 to everyone and we'll be back next week thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the growth strategies cafe podcast if it resonated with you be sure to share it on Facebook and tag me to let me know how you're using this info to grow your online business And of course, you're always welcome in our free Facebook community. And you can get there by going to growthstrategiescafe.com forward slash Facebook. Hey, while you're at it, go ahead and invite a friend. We'd love to have you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices. 
amplified.